Come on, nation. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 178. You heard that right. Episode 178 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court. It helps the podcast tremendously. Also, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already and share this episode with a friend. We here at Combo's Court would greatly appreciate it. Today's show, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns to Combo's Court. It's always great having Foamy on the show. Go subscribe to Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. In my opinion, the best sneaker content on YouTube. You could find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling today, my guy? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. Man, uh, Florida. Hate to um, start on a sad note, but Florida, COVID up. Um, it's rough, it's rough out here. It's getting crazy. I know when I first talked to you, you, you let me know that you weren't walking around, and, but you were taking precaution because we know it's a deadly disease. Where do you right. stand now and how are things going down there? Yeah, about the same. You know, there's, there's obviously, there's been a spike down here. You know, for us, we're pretty much um doing what we've been doing from the jump which is not really going out when we do have to when we do have to go out for necessary things you know wearing the face mask washing our hands hand sanitizing just you know doing what we can to um to kind of stay safe and and keep everybody safe so it's uh it's not a good situation but uh obviously you do what you can yeah it's crazy because it's such a scary disease and i feel like we really don't know anything about it like, no matter what anybody says, like, we just don't know. And there's going to be things like a year from now, we're going to look back and we're going to say things like, wait, we could get it like that. Like, I didn't even realize, you know. And I think that's what what makes it scary is that we don't know really much about it. So it's just one of those things where we just got to, you know, do what we can and and ride it out. And hopefully they have a vaccine soon and and things are a little bit more under control. Let's take it to New York, man. Fab, Jada. Oh, love it. Got- love it. We went back and forth on text a little bit, but I'm glad to have you here to talk about it. Let me go through all my favorite. If I had to say I had one favorite rapper, it would be Jada. Um, I know around the time that we were in school together, it was more fab. So let me go through all the rappers that were kind of my favorite rappers over the years. Okay. And, and you okay. could go through and you could go through yours because I know Styles okay. is your favorite, but you could, yep. you could discuss. Uh, we could get a little more into that. So first, it was Warren G. Then it was Memphis Bleak. Okay, that's right. You did like Memphis Bleak. I think I remember you telling me that. <laughs> yeah, Memphis Bleak, and then and then it went to Fab. Once the mixtape era came in, shouts the clue by the way. He kind of when I met you, you when I met you, you lo- you loved Fab. Yeah, for sure, Fab. So then after that, I started getting right after that actually, uh, right after we were school together, I started getting really into Jada, and then Fifty and M was in there, and also right. Jay Z was always in the mix as well. Right. But um, if you ask me one who my favorite rapper is, it would be Jada overall. I mean, that battle, it was kind of unfair because he started before Fab 
And he had like this whole bad boy era to pull from. Also, he has all those features. He has all the yep. mixtapes. Um, obviously, Fab is heavy on the mixtapes as well. I would yep. say that Fab's first album is better than any album Jada ever have. But that doesn't really matter in a versus battle, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think, honestly, um, I think Kiss just kind of out-strategized him a little bit or, or cared a little bit more. You know, he was more, I thought his presence, like, he was almost like, you know, he was almost on some Mozart, like the way he right. was, you know, he was up, he was, the people were loving him, the commentary right from the very beginning. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought Fab left a lot of gems um, in the stash. Obviously, I thought one of his biggest mistakes was letting his DJ pick some of the right. joints early on. Like, I think he let the DJ pick five or six joints. And I think that was a mistake. And you know, that whole time, uh, Jada was just hitting him with, with gem after gem. So I think he, I think Jada Kiss got a big lead and then um, Fab kind of got in his bag a little bit and, and, and started hitting us with some sh but I think it was a little bit too little too late at that point. For sure. And I've been actually going on that piff on the app before I even okay. knew about the versus battle. And I go back to Jada Kiss more than anybody with the mixtape stuff. I feel like his mixtape stuff aged so well. Um, so so well yeah like i could go back and listen to that for days um do you think there was anything fab could have done to actually win this battle like like let's say he is there like a perfect combination of songs where it could go fab's way and he could actually win this i i think so yeah i mean i don't know what that perfect combination is necessarily nor do i right. have his whole discography pulled up but i think that he definitely like at least on my Twitter timeline, the consensus beforehand was that he was going to wash Jadakiss. Right. And I, I think he has more hits. I think he has a, a really heavy mixtape catalog. I, and he just didn't put it together the right way. So I, I'd have to have all every track pulled up in front of me and I'd have to go back and listen to stuff. And But he knows his discography better than anybody. Right. So I think he had more to pull from and going in, he had the advantage, but I think, I think Jada just was, you know, determined to win it. And so, um, and so he did. And it, it was, it, it's my favorite versus battle to date, you know, and I've liked a lot of them, but, but that was by far my favorite. Well, yeah, that's a New York bias for sure. And I'm the same way. It's my favorite, you know? <laughs> yeah. Got to, got to. For sure. So uh, let's shift to NFL real quick for me. Uh, let's do it. Cam Newton, right? So he's mm -hmm. with the Patriots. But I want to ask you, what would a championship for Cam with the Patriots mean for Tom Brady's legacy, Cam's legacy, and Bill Belichick's legacy? I think it would cement Bill Belichick as the GOAT. I mean, he's already that, but I, right. think, it would, I think it would put him above Tom Brady on the GOAT in a scale, even though one is a player and one is a coach. I think it would bump Brady down a little bit, right. but he still, he still has his rings, his six rings or whatever it is. So... Um, you can't really take those away. And I think it would boost Cam up some for sure. But I think all people also would be trying to say about Cam, like, yo, it's just, it's the Bilicek system. It's not Cam. It's not necessarily any one player. It's the Bilicek system. So I think the person that would help the most would be Bilicek. And I don't know that it would, um, it definitely wouldn't hurt Cam. And I don't think it would hurt Brady that, that much. But sure, there would be from Brady haters such as myself, we could then say, oh, well, look, you know, 
um, right. Cam Newton went and, and won in that same system. Now, me personally, I'm, I'm a big Cam Newton guy. I think he's a special, special player, but he's, he's just been so injured. So if he's healthy, I think there would be a sleeper pick for the, for the Super Bowl. I, think that's, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. It just shows how much uh, situation and health mean for a player's career if he wins a championship it just proves that even more we know that already but it just shows you know just oh absolutely big time i mean that's that's uh, honestly of course you have to be good enough but after that it's a a lot of guys are really good and it's the guys who can stay healthy and that that goes for all sports you know that one of the things about lebron is sure sure he's so good but it's that he's been so good for so long that I think is what separates him from a lot of other people. He could do so much more with less than anybody else, you know? So yeah, he, you put him, he almost you put him overrides that, that situation thing. Like he could just, you know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. And I, you know, I think in basketball, in, in fairness to the football guys, it is a little bit easier because there's only five guys on the court. And, and right. if you have someone on the court who can do so much and is so much better than pretty much everyone else, it can kind of outweigh a lot of stuff, which is, you know, Braun in his early Cav days, but with football, you know, you really do need some pieces around you. Like for, for a football guy, listen, if you don't have an offensive line and you're a quarterback, you're not going to look that good. And, and vice versa, if, if you're a serviceable quarterback, but you have a great offensive line, you're going to look a lot better than you are. So it, it varies a little bit, but um, I, I'm, ex- I'm just excited to have sports back, man. For sure. And it's fair to say if you have a bad quarterback, it's pretty much over. Oh, it's raps, raps, raps. <laughs> we are, it looks like we are getting sports back. I have to preface everything if the season returns, even on my poll questions, because we're not 100% sure yet, it seems right. like, with the spike and everything. But I feel like this bubble is going to have a real open gym-type vibe to it. Who do you think – you know, the TBT is actually coming back tomorrow. Yep, yep. Shouts, shouts to TBT. I actually had yep. one of the founders on it a few episodes back. But do you feel like this will just be like a substantially higher-level version of like a TBT where it'll have that real – open run feel to it and who do you think would benefit from that open run feel essentially yeah i think that is what it's going to be i'm actually really excited about it because one of the things about the nba and obviously i've never played in the nba but i remember playing in madison square garden in high school or even different big arenas in in college and it's the the players are kind of so far removed in a sense because it's not a very intimate setting and on tv even less so when you're watching so it's i'm i'm looking forward i'm excited to kind of have that raw authentic feel to it because it's something that we've never experienced with the nba as far as who will benefit from it i don't really know the players enough personally to know like necessarily who would thrive in that I think at that level and and with the a championship at stake I think everyone's going to be ready to go like like how do you think it would hurt a player to to be in that environment that they wouldn't be able to get up for the game or they wouldn't have the right. energy maybe somebody who's like an energy guy let's say a Westbrook even though I feel like he would be a great open run player as well so that's kind of yeah, you know, it could go I, either way with Westbrook, you know. Yeah, I, I think these guys, especially the stars, I, I think they know what's at stake. I think the the teams that were kind of on the outside looking in are like, "Yo, we got a real shot to kind of steal one in a sense." Yeah, and almost it almost feels like it's anybody's game at this point. 
And whereas before it felt like there were really like three teams in the mix. And now I think a team like the Rockets could be in the mix, you know? So yes, for sure. That's why I just actually recorded a podcast and I said that, I mean, I think they got, they have, they have, they're a high variance team, so they could lose to anybody. And Paul Pierce said this, they could lose to anybody and they could beat anybody. And I think it's even more so in a situation like this, where it's super crazy, you know, super different. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. For sure. Uh, Vince Carter, man, announced his retirement on a podcast, which I thought was pretty cool. Like who would have thought, right? Yeah, man. What? So, yeah. What do you, what are some of your favorite Vince moments and what did he mean to you? Like growing up, man? Oh man, you know, Vince Carter, he's one of those guys. It's kind of like Kobe, right? You know what I mean? It's like growing up as a basketball player, as someone who kind of idolized and looked up to these guys, they were there kind of for your whole life. You know, it's like they were there. Like Vince has been in the league since what, late nineties or early 2000. I mean, I don't know what year he came into the league, but it's essentially from the time I was in almost like middle school, it felt like all the way through, you know, to my adult life. And um, it's, I think he was a, a really special player, obviously what he was able to do. Um, I think he's the, the best dunker of all time. hundred percent. And he just has a lot of iconic moments for a guy who wasn't a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron James or quite on that level. I think he's got some moments, obviously jumping over Freddie Weiss, which is greatest the dunk ever. greatest dunk ever. It's, it's, the, it's the best dunk I've ever seen in the basketball game. Um, and just also really came across like a really genuinely nice guy. And yeah, you know, it's just, again, what he was able to do for as long as he was able to do it. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. It's when a guy like that leaves the game or steps away, it's like, man, you feel it because they've been there forever. So they're kind of like your rock. They're like, even if you don't know it, that's like kind of your part of your foundation right? of, of the love of basketball and the NBA and all of that stuff. So when one of those like pillars is removed, it's like, you feel it. It's like, wow, like, damn, like Vince is, Vince is out, you know? And so, um, you know, it's kind of sad, but what a career and, uh, and what an incredible player. I mean, you mentioned him being a nice guy and I think you have to be like a good guy and a good person to switch from a superstar role and then take a lesser role. So you could play all those extra years, you know, you have to be a good person to do that. But do you think being a nice guy was a gift and a curse for him? Because he, some might feel he didn't live up to his potential. I think, you know, maybe I think it depends what your goals are and what right. type of person you are. It, it, it's so hard to sure if if Vince had Kobe's scoring mentality and you know maybe his career trajectory would have been a little bit different. He's kind of one of those guys where I think people look at him and obviously recognize that he was super talented, but maybe that he was a little too laid back or maybe he wasn't assertive enough in in certain situations, but. That's like who that's who he was. That was part of his character and part of who he is, you know, as a person and as a basketball player. So it's like people say it all the time with LeBron, where they're like, oh, well, he doesn't have that killer instinct or he's just all these guys are different. They all have different personalities. They all have different playing styles. And 
it's not even to say one is necessarily better than the other. Like you kind of need all those different kind of styles and personalities to create the whole thing. Like they're all part of the entity that is basketball, you know? So um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think, I don't think so as far as, you know, being more aggressive or as far as him being a little bit laid back, that having hurt him. Right. Uh, did you see JR sign with the Lakers? I did, baby. I did. You know, it's the, the, the Knicks suck so bad that, <laughs> that for me, like my, my joy now is seeing ex-Knicks players win. Like when JR had the Henny bottle after they won with the Cavs, like that was one of the highlights of that year for me. And so I, I'm, I'm happy to see him with the Lakers and especially because they won't have Avery Bradley, not that Jr. and Avery Bradley are the same player, but I think that he can help. And, and I think he'll contribute to whatever it is they accomplish. How much do you think they'll miss Avery? Because, you know, uh, a lot. great defender, he can knock yeah. down threes. I mean, man, it's like, and they're not super deep like the Clippers. So yeah, I, I think, them. yeah, I, th I think they're going to, I think they're going to feel that a lot, especially because their weakest spot is the, the point. So Right. I think that, you know, I mean, you can say, oh, well, LeBron runs the point and whatever, but it's Avery Bradley, like you said, lockdown defender. He's definitely has his moments where he can knock some shots down and, and you know, do what he needs to do on that end of the floor as well. And he's a competitor. So I think that they will miss him. And, and to your point, they're not very deep like the Clippers are. And I, I think that's why I might give – a nod to the Clippers just because they are so deep and they do have so many different weapons. Right. I would go with the Lakers because I feel like they were playing championship level basketball uh, during the season and the Clippers just never were. And also I, they have LeBron James. <laughs> I, I, I hope you're right. And, and maybe me saying the Clippers is, is almost me trying to like uh, not, not be disappointed a little bit, but um, because I do really want to see the Lakers win. I want to see them win for Kobe. I want to see him win uh, for LeBron to get another one, for Davis to get his first one. You know, I, I just think that they were playing such high-caliber basketball before all of this stuff happened, and I, I think that they were the best team in the league when it got shut down. You know, LeBron had had those back-to-back -back games against the Bucks and the Clippers, and where he really was looking like that dude. Right. And more so than he was last season and even earlier this season. And so uh, I'd love to see them get it. But, you know, we'll see. It's, uh, you know, like we said, it's, it's anybody's game at this point. Zion's looking like he's in shape, man. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Yikes. Monster. Yo, he is an absolute monster. Like, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he could get the rookie of the year over job ja because I think Ja had such a great sample size, but there is recency bias as well. So I don't yeah, think it'll I, happen, but I don't think he played quite long enough. Like you said, I, I just don't think there's quite enough of a accumulation of games, but, and, and Ja was so good for the whole season basically. So I agree. I think it's Ja, but um, Zion is man, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay in shape, which is really going to be the only issue with him, if he can do those two things, he is going to be an absolute nightmare for, for people to deal with. Right. And they're such a good fit, that team, when it comes to their three best players, in my opinion, um, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, 
And well, Drew Drew Holiday's probably their third best player, but yep. you know, I would say three with the three, core, three the three young core, yeah, right, would, right. With th- that's a great fit, you know. Yeah, you got your scoring wing, you yep. got your your uh, your stretch five. Even though he's not a shooter, but like you know how the current five, how you can play small ball five with Zion. You got Lonzo at the point, and you got a super talented scorer in Ingram. Like it's just a great Absolutely. fit for each other because we've seen big threes that might be even better than them, but they didn't fit as well. Like Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, that's crazy on paper, but it doesn't really fit. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't fit at all. It doesn't right. fit. At but all. on paper, it's like crazy talent, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You see that on paper and you're like, oh, wow, like they're not going to lose. And then it just right. doesn't, it doesn't quite mesh. Whereas I, I agree, Lonzo, Zion, and Ingram, that's, that, that's going to be a problem. If, if they stick together and keep that unit together, I think they could be, really be a problem. For sure, I listened to your podcast today. Follow me. Um, I had to, add, you know, that nine, that nineteen ninety six. We're taking it back to music. We're all over the place today. Follow me. We're all over. Let's the do place. it. Let's do it. You know that nineteen ninety six. Um, that list. It was a top twenty list, right? Right. So I don't think you could put. They had reasonable doubt at one. Yeah. I don't think you could put reasonable doubt over the score. I'm not mad at that. I'm 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 not mad at that. I I didn't mention it on the podcast, but I, that was a thought that went through my mind when I saw reasonable doubt at one. What, what's your give me your logic or reasoning behind that? I'm not mad at it though. Okay, well, when reasonable doubt came out, and I'm not saying the source is everything, right? Right. So the source gave them less than five mics. Then later they changed it when they saw the impact reasonable doubt right. had, and. Jay's career moving forward. Right. I knew so, this was going to be your angle. Yeah. 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 So he kind of set the tone for the rest of his career. And I would, and first of all, and it's not even in terms of my favorite albums, it's not even top three, I would say. My favorite Jay Z albums. Now, you could say it's his one, you could say it's his top two greatest album. Right. Uh, that are Blueprint. So that's really my angle on it. Would you have an argument that Reasonable Doubt would be number one from that year? I, I think if you're doing it, in hindsight now in 2020 i could see the argument for putting reasonable doubt at number one because it is arguably the greatest rapper of all time again you know we've been talking about in sports with the longevity what jay-z's been able to do and and the crown that he's been able to hold over decades literally and so in hindsight looking back and I, i think reasonable doubt is kind of like obviously where it all started that's like his Jordan one sneaker for his um, career and that's where it all started so the impact the magnitude of it and looking back I think I would put that over the score but at the time it wasn't even close at the time yeah no at the time I you know and and you know buckets my brother we we talk about this all the time I think the score is probably one of the most listened to albums for him and I both of our lifetimes. Like we, we had that album and we just played it over and over and over and over again. So I, I love Reasonable Doubt. It would be in my top three Jay-Z albums. I would have the blueprint at number one. For your um, favorite it, or what you feel is the greatest Jay-Z? Or is that the same for you? I think a little bit of both. I, I think factoring in both. It's not, I mean, you know, but you make a good point. If I'm keeping it the buck, I don't really have Reasonable Doubt in the rotation for, you right. know. <laughs> So, um, I mean, every once in a while I'll go back and listen, but whereas the blueprint is something that, you know, there's still songs off of that album that I go back to pretty regularly. So, um, yeah, but I think I'd have reasonable doubt in my top three. Blueprint is, is 
no question number one for me in my eyes. But it's I, I did think it was interesting that they had it so far above the score. But you know, it's a uh, it's a hindsight thing. So you know, I get it. I mean, nobody in. 2020, nobody's talking about the Fugees. Everyone's still talking about that's Jay-Z, true. So yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's just at the time it had so much impact, you know. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I was going with. But you know what's crazy? My my actually the Jay Z album I go back to the most, which might surprise you, is the Dynasty. Even though it's kind of like a collab album, I go back to that album so much. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, he almost everything he's touched has been pretty good. He's put out a. There's been a couple kind of duds, but for the most part, I mean. It's Jay-Z, man. You know, it's Jay-Z. Like, it's, he's been doing it for a really, really long time. Really long time. I mean, basically going on three decades. That's crazy. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. I want to shift to current rap right now. Current hip-hop. I'd say Little Baby's probably currently the best rapper out. What do you think? Oh, wow. Hot take from Combo. I mean, there's there's a lot. He has a lot of hits, man. A lot of hits. And now he recently had a conscious record, which was amazing. It was awesome. Um, It was awesome. Yeah. So that's why I'm um, currently the best rapper. Obviously, you know, I would Drake. Say some wow. of the legacy uh-huh. acts are better than him, but I wouldn't consider them like really currently, you know? What about Drake? Yeah, that's true. That's Kanye, true. Kanye is what? He's legacy? Yeah, he has to be legacy. Also, he's a gospel singer now, right? <laughs> he's definitely, <laughs> you know, he's definitely been going the, the, the gospel vibe route a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think that Lil Baby's definitely up there and, and he's been, uh, really consistent you know some of these guys right like they put out so much music that it's it's tougher like you know you a guy like jay-z he's not really even in that lane anymore i mean when was 444 a couple years ago right time flies right it really does it really really does so he's he's young and hungry and 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 doing it and uh i you know i'm a fan i listen to his stuff for sure you got you got me with Drake though. Drake's still ahead of him for sure. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Drake is Drake, but he's almost already in the other discussion. You know, legacy act. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not like a really a new up and coming guy anymore. So it'll be. It is interesting to see who can kind of reach that point and and maintain it and, and have that longevity as opposed to you know being on top for a couple of years and then you know kind of you know downhill from there. It's crazy because I saw that. Uh, it's just crazy how people put out music now. Because I think like Lil Wayne put out this four pack the other day, and okay, uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even listen. Yeah. So, but it's just songs. I mean, two of the songs I've heard already. I think they're on another album, and I'm thinking, why would he do this? You know, like these are old songs. But then I'm thinking, I'm actually listening to it right now. So he's getting some streams off it. So now I know why he did it. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. the way people put out music is just so different now. It, it, it's changed so much and I'm not like a music behind the scenes industry kind of guy, like the right, contracts right. and the royalties and right, I don't really right. know shit about that, but it has, I know enough to know that it's changed a lot in the last 10 years, a lot. Right. Uh, Fomi, any sneakers you're looking forward to coming out in the near future? What am I looking forward to, man? I was pretty excited about these Dior Jordan ones just because. Collab. Know, yeah. Collab. I mean, wow. it was, you know, retail, they were like, I think they're 2200 bucks and they're reselling for like, you know, 10 bands. So needless to say, I didn't win a pair, but, um, or I should say win a chance to purchase a pair at retail, but that's crazy. Um, what, what, what am I excited about? There's a pair of Air Max 90 Bacons that okay. I love, you know, I, it, it, it's kind of a, not as well known of a sneaker. If you're not like a sneaker, sneaker guy, you may have never heard of it, but, um, 
That's probably. Well, I remember the, the air bacon's. It's not the same thing, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, nah. Th- those are fire too. No, this well, is an Air Max. Did they ever recome out with those? Did they ever? I think they did retro those. Okay. I, th- I think they retro those uh, maybe. I don't want to say like maybe 10 years ago. Maybe I'm bugging, but. Uh, that shows how old they are. They retroed them 10 years ago. Oh, man, my God. Yeah. I remember when they first came out, um, people loved the comfort. That's what I remember yeah. people talking about the most. The Air Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, those are fire. Those are classic. Th- th- those are a sleeper classic. Right, right. Foamy, uh, you got to let the listeners know how important it is before we get out here to rate and review your podcast, my podcast, and any podcast you love, man. You, you got to do it. You got to do it. You know, and it's something that I never really, you know, we're over 90 episodes in on our podcast. You started in never, 2018, by the way. Time yeah, flies. Time does fly, man. Yeah. Time flies when you're podcasting. But That's a fact. Um, <laughs> you, I, I never really thought. I never thought to, you know, we make YouTube videos too, and we ask people to subscribe all the time. And yet on the podcast, we don't ask anyone to review. We don't ask anyone to rate it or any of that stuff, but that's how the algorithm works. That's how you're able to reach new ears and and new people. So it's crazy how quick something can grow if it kind of gets on the right track. And and one of the ways in which that happens is rating and reviewing. So even me, I'm an avid podcast listener, as you know. So right. even me now, I'm, I'm going around and I'm rating and reviewing myself as a listener, even, even the, the big podcasts where you're like, oh, maybe they don't need it. But if it's- No, if it's our podcasts are the big podcasts, follow me. Hey, I right? like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, but it's, um, it, it really is important. So, you know, you got to treat it like I was saying on ours, you know, you got to treat it like that, that mom and pop restaurant that just- gave you the best meal of your life. You got to, you know what I mean? You got to go on there and you got to leave that, that, that classic review, the five stars, only the five star joints. Only the five stars, nothing else, okay. nothing else. Also, when you're driving, what do you listen to more, podcasts or music, you would say? Man, ah, I want to say music, but it's probably podcasts if I'm keeping it a buck. Yeah. Probably. You know, it, it kind of depends on, on what mood I'm in and, and how long of a trip I got. But um, like today, I've been listening to Pop Smoke all day. But um, I, li- I li- you know, maybe it's 50 50. I, I listen to a lot of both. I listen to a lot of both. I'm, I'm, I'm a f- fan of music first, but uh, I'm obviously an avid podcast guy now, too. Speaking of Pop Smoke, uh, about the week or two before he passed, and even way before that, I was listening to his music more than anybody's music. Um, 100%. 100%. And also, and after it, I find myself listening to it way less because it's just so sad. You know, it, it, it really is. It's, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking about it a little bit today. We've lost so many great rappers way too early, man. 100%. Way too early. So um, it's, it sucks, man. You know, and he's a New York City guy. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was listening to him way more than anyone else. Me too. You know, and and, and th- then he passed away obviously tragically and uh and I, i'm i'm happy to have new music from him it's kind of like he lives on through the music but but it is also sad at the same time um one thing about his albums is that you could listen to the whole album all the way through that's very rare you know it's, he was different he was he really was onto something he he, he really was he, he's a he's he's a a beautiful combination of different aspects right of hip-hop and the one of the things that I really loved about him and he, he he's he's so New York with it yes and New York obviously 
us growing up in New York City, New York was on top. It was like right. New York and LA and then Atlanta and, and, and the South and, and right. a lot of these and Chicago and a lot of these other places, you know, started to kind of take a lot of the energy because they had so many talented rappers from those respective cities. And it was like, damn, what happened to New York? It's like, I mean, I mean, there's still been, don't get me wrong. There's still been some people, you know what I mean? Like Dave East is a guy I like a lot, but yeah, um, definitely. But Pop Smoke, he had that, you know, the production was like kind of, what you expect of 2020 it's like it's stuff you can really bang but he had it with that new york voice and that new york flavor and so i think it was for me personally my own personal taste it was like the perfect combination and uh you know it it sucks that he's not here but um you know i'm gonna keep listening to his music 100 percent. i'll rest in peace pop smoke um, absolutely foamy I really appreciate you, man. You know, you're a big part of this show's success. You've been on the episode. I would say, I have to fact check it, but I'd say you've been on it more than anybody else. I'm pretty sure. So I want to say I really appreciate you. You're always welcome back on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing some more of these uncivilized hoodies come out in the fall. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> and you got some sneakers coming out, right? We're working on it. We're working on it. We've, uh, it, you know, it's been tough to navigate all that stuff with COVID because- right you know, trying to get samples in and, and dealing with suppliers and, and different right. stuff like that. Everything is slowed down. And, and some places, some factories are just closed down and rightfully so. So um, right. it, it's a little slow moving right now. But yeah, we got some we got some bangers in the stash we're working on for sure. I'm looking forward to it, Foamy. Foamy, you know you're always welcome back on this show. Uh, let us know you. where we could find you on social media and everywhere else before you get out of here. Yeah, at Mr. Fomer Simpson on uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, the Foamy and Buckets unnamed podcast on all your podcast platforms. Cheers. Shouts to Buckets. Shouts to Foamy. Appreciate you, Foamy. Talk soon, man. Thanks, broski. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. And big shouts to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court. And punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Be on the lookout for episode 179. Combo out.